Welcome back to Pardon the Confusion. Yes, we're back. Paul Arnold, Ernest Watts, Nate Moyer. And when Nate Moyer and Ernest Watts get together, we call them the odd couple because they usually come at things a different way. And man, there is so much sports going on right now. And if you're bored, something's definitely wrong with you because there's so much. And we're going to try to get through a lot of it. But you'll have to turn into our other podcast, Voice of Summer, to even hear more about baseball. But we're going to start with the NBA. But before I start, Ernest Watts, are you ready for another tropical storm to come your way in North Carolina? Well, you know, we've set a record this year with a number of tropical storms that have gone to the Greek letters. I think this is this is uh, Delta. Yeah, this is Delta. We went through Alpha, Beta, and now we're to Tropical Storm uh, Delta. Like the college fraternity of numbers? Is that what we're yes, doing now? Yes, yes, yes. Alpha, Beta. Beta, Gamma, Delta, right? Yeah, Alpha, yeah. Gamma, I mean, after, you know, gamma. 25 more, and I don't know what we'll do. We'll just, you know, uh, version one, version two. I guess they go to the Roman alphabet, or the Spanish maybe, perhaps. I don't know what the – but, yeah, they've set a record, and, you know, you know what discussion that brings up, so we won't even go there. But uh, <laughs> uh, we've endured. I mean, like I said, it hasn't been – they've kind of weakened by the time they get here, so we just get rain. Nothing should be surprising in 2020. Nothing. No. No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, and today Eddie Van Halen uh, died. And for a lot of people, he was the guitarist and what he did. And uh, so a lot of things change in America, but we're going to provide some entertainment value here, right? Because we're grizzled, grizzled veterans. I barely said that, right? Right. Right. Do you have a beard right now, Ernest? A beard? Yes. Yes. I've had a beard since. (laughs) Uh, my son's wedding was the last time I didn't have a beard. So yes, yeah, I almost didn't recognize. I'm too lazy to shave. I don't. I don't. I'm too lazy to shave. If you can't grow it on top of your head, I think you should be able to grow it on the bottom of your head. That's my. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's Nate, a shot at Paul. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, it's me too. Joke. I mean, yeah. I fall in that category also. So. And he had a COVID beard, and then his wife said, "Hey, get rid of it, buddy. You're done with that. Is that right, yep. Nate?" Wife put the kibosh on that. So, yeah. Um, no, but I had a beard for a while. It was kind of fun for a little yeah. bit, but yeah, I thought I you know. were in the witness lo- relocation program there for a while, you know, growing the beard, trying to stay in your house. My brother in law was quite jealous of it. He really wanted to <laughs> grow a he beard. Got, he's got the patchy. Is that it? He has the patchy beard? No, I, I think maybe his wife just wouldn't allow him, but he. Oh. he no, he I don't think he can grow beard. it. No, he can't. Mike can't grow it. Come on. As long as mine <laughs> doesn't get enough. to hedistic Jew length. If I keep it like small, you know, short length, you know, like, uh, you know, some some college kid, first bit of freedom, I'm okay with it. But if yeah. it gets real, starts curling up, if like I should be reading out of the Talmud, then it's I get a reminder it's time to trim the beard. Well, none of us have a beard like Harden, but the NBA is still going on. And, guys, we're in the finals, and I love that there's no off days like there used to be. I like it. Just boom, boom, boom. And I'm going to ask you both. We'll start with Ernest. Ernest, Miami won the last game. LeBron was walking off the court with 10 seconds left to go. Miami has what percentage chance of winning this championship? Boy, I wish you could ask me after tonight's game because I think who wins – Game four will win the series. We're recording this a half an hour before the game starts, yeah, folks. But but traditionally through these teams like L.A. get sloppy like they were in the last game with over 20 turnovers. 
and they tend to come back almost like they need a challenge. So I think they'll they'll win it. I think right now Miami has a twenty percent chance of winning. Again, Butler talked about the getting Abadayo back, uh, which which will they'll put him on Davis. He'll have to, but I, I think LeBron will focus. And that was the that was a bush league move for him to walk off the court. I mean, shades of Isaiah Thomas and the Detroit Pistons. That was just a classless, you know, every time I get the argument of who's better, him or Michael, he pulls a stunt like that. And oh, then come on, you're overreacting. It, the, the time was clicking out, they were holding the ball, and then ESPN had to interview Isaiah Thomas about it today, which was really, I think, low as well. I don't think it's that big a deal. I think LeBron was trying to see if they could win a game without him being Superman. Well, if if LeBron, I mean, he can stay there when they win and shake hands with everybody. But when he loses, he walks off to court before the game is. No, that's that's a class. What did Kobe move. do? What did Kobe do? I mean, we're talking about Kobe. I, I, so again, much. Kobe was supposed to be the next Michael. Look what he. I mean, it's the same thing. These guys fall a little bit short. I mean, to me, that was a classless move. You stay there when you're losing for your teammates who have to stay also. I didn't see Rick Fox, and not Rick Fox. Excuse me, boy, I'm going old. <laughs> oh wow! Shady. I didn't see Rondo. I didn't Have see. Have you Ron- taken your Rondo. medicine today, Ernest? I know. I didn't see Rondo walking off the court. Yeah. I didn't see. I like to say that was a classless move. They need to stand tall. Is that what you're saying? You stay for the end, win or lose. That's that's being part of a team. If you think you are apart from the team and you're not a part of the team and you're more important than the team, then you stomp off mad like a little five-year-old child that didn't get his way. Mm-hmm. Nate, what yep. percentage does Miami have of beating these no-good, disrespectful Lakers? Uh, well, I mean, percentage-wise, I- I'm going to give it maybe a little more optimistic than um, Ernest. Not by much. I'll say 25%. Obviously, we don't know how tonight's going to go. <laughs> uh, but I'll go tell you right limb. now, Miami- Miami's going to need a hero. Oh, are you going to sing the Bonnie Tyler Um, song now? No, no. But I agree with Ernest. I don't like how LeBron left the feet, you know, left the court. You're only, it's not like they were, they went down three to zip. Right. And that's why he's walking off just in frustration. They were still up two games, still get still up two games to one. Um, I, I agree. I'm just, you know, I think LeBron is ultra talented, you know, just fantastic baseball basketball player. Right. Right. But I, I just I'm, I'm just not a big fan of his. I, I don't like what he did to Cleveland. I don't like how he keeps bouncing over. Like you know, stick with a team. Like if you want to stay with Miami, you hurt people in Cleveland. Stay with Miami, right? Stay there. Build build your roster out there. And he went back to Cleveland. Okay, you won a championship there. Okay, you know, sit put. You're from Ohio. Why don't you just build there? Sit there. You know, stay there the rest of your career. No, he's got to go to L.A. Like, why do you have to go to L.A., man? And then. He's got to get Anthony Davis. He's got, I don't know. I just. Have you I'm ever been in Cleveland? Uh, I have been to Cleveland. I have been to an Indians game. Um, I was literally right next door to Quicken Loans Arena, the basketball. I, I get it. I can understand that. But it was, again, you're the hometown guy. You just brought a championship to the to the town, right? To the, Essentially to the state. And, and you got a bolt, right? Like, come on. Well, doesn't like, Anthony I, Davis have any responsibility for this loss they had yesterday, Nate? No, I'm not going to put it on him. I think LeBron's the leader on that team. And based on how LeBron acted at the end of the game, like that's not leadership right there, right? Like your team, you win or you win or lose. And you win or lose as a team, like Ernest mentioned about as being a team. You lose it. Hey, you know what, guys? It's just not our night. Let's work on this. Let's get better. And let's come back at it tomorrow. <clears throat> and I don't think he did that. He was just, you know, annoyed that it didn't go his way and walked off 
uh, pouting essentially on the court. So, so Nate, you, know, you think who's going to win tonight, Nate? I know people are going to. know. I really after. hope it's Miami. I would love. I just. I want to see. I want to see Miami come back and win this. Um, I think it'd be kind of bittersweet to see LeBron lose to lose as a Laker in the finals to Miami, who he helped mm. get a first, Ernest, first championship there, with. But yeah, and I think the coach, the Spolster, is a good coach out there. I mean, yeah, he got this team through the. I don't think I, I can't imagine how many people picked. Miami to win the East, let alone win a game in the in the finals. So underrated coach for some yeah, with two championships, he's underrated because everyone says the championships were the big three. It wasn't him coaching, right? Well, just, let's not forget LeBron. Pat Riley here. Ernest, is there any better GM than Pat Riley in the basketball right now? Right now, no, no, he is the best. I got a quick trivia question for both of you. There are three players that were on uh, played with both Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Who are they? Hmm. You won't get them, so I might as well tell you. <laughs> Wait a second. We won't get them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you won't. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see how fast I can Google it, Ernest. I don't know Google it. I'll tell you. It's Larry Hughes. <laughs> Larry Hughes, of course. And two and two Tar Heels. Of course, uh, it's Scott, Tar Heels. Scott Williams and, and Brandon Haywood. Scott Williams, oh my gosh, I forgot about him. He was all like elbows and arms flailing around when he played for the Bulls. Hey, he worked. He was a TV announcer for the Bulls for a couple years. I don't know if he still is, but he was their color guy. But there's your trivia question for the night, folks. Go to a, If you had a bar open where you live, you could go stop someone. But mm-hmm. since bars are all closed, you can't do that. One last NBA question. If the Miami Heat win, who will be their MVP? Nate? I guess it'd be Butler, right? He had a huge game last last night. I guess it'd be Butler. Yeah. I guess that's who I'd have to you say. You saw what he did, didn't you? He shouted to LeBron at the end of the game, you're in trouble. <laughs> I like that. Does like he that. look like Jamie Foxx to anybody? I mean, he just looks like a Jamie a Foxx bit. taller brother. I don't really – I I know Butler's always been in the league. I mean, Jamie Butler's been there. I, I haven't really followed the guy too much or been – I don't have an opinion of him one way or another, but the fact that he that LeBron makes <laughs> that's a positive in my account. I like that that you're in trouble after winning one game because uh, <laughs> I think LeBron walking off the court maybe he got under his skin a little bit because you know mm-hmm. LeBron didn't take that very well. So yeah. is Drogic coming back this whole series or is no, he done? Do you know? No, he's done. He's, he's done, done, right? Yeah. See, I, that's, I mean, that's a tough shot. unless they're gonna do a Willis Reed and if they get to a game seven, and boy, I am skewing old <laughs> when I bring up. Willis Reed in the 1969 NBA Finals. I guess that's the route to get the virtual board going. And, and Paul, you're not too far off on the Jamie Foxx. Him and Jimmy Butler are both from the Houston area of Texas. There you go. All right, we're going to move on to the NFL, the Shield. And it's been an interesting year with Cam Newton getting COVID and games delayed and but uh, I got three questions for you guys. First of all, what is more surprising, that the Houston Texans are 0-4 or the Atlanta Falcons are 0-4? Ernest? I guess when you got a quarterback like Watson, it'd be Houston. I mean, the Falcons haven't been that good since they lost to the Super Bowl. I mean, they've historically lost big leads. And, and safeties and everything. And the coach was, you know, everybody thought he was going to be fired last year. And, Mr. Home Depot decided to, to keep him around another year. They're kind of wed to him in that extent. But Houston, you, you knew this was going to be a train wreck because you don't let the coach be the general manager. 
general manager is there to say, nope, nope, we can't afford this. We're building coaches want to win now. GMs are setting up to win now and in the future. Because they're going to next year. They have no number one pick. They have number no number two pick. And they are over the salary cap. They are in big time trouble. Mm. And I'm going to be surprised to see J.J. Watt say, I need to go somewhere else. I need to finish my career somewhere where I think I have a chance to win. I mean, they're a train wreck. And it's not going to get any better. And trotting out Romeo Cromel is some gift to let him finish the season. Uh, they're going to have to bring in a new GM, a new coach, and make sure that GM has autonomy. But Romeo is a player's coach, though. He's done this before. People really And like lost him. before, too. Yeah. That's true. Cleveland. I mean, it's another Belichick assistant. I mean, you, you want to go get you go get a Cadillac. You don't get a Yugo that someone sold used in the Cadillac used car lot. And that's what people do. I don't know what this attraction is. With Alabama assistants and Patriot assistants, they never pay off. Now, I will say one thing. He had a pretty good gig when he was at Penn State, and he walked away and did a great job resurrecting that program after Paterno. But then he ran on them and left in a week's time to go here. He's getting his just desserts. I mean, you know, I, well, you're not supposed to believe in Schadenfreude, which is the German phrase for <laughs> seeing agony in people who deserve it uh, or enjoying the agony of other people. But he gets it for what he did to Penn State and for the arrogance to thinking he could be a GM and a coach at the same time. He oh. deserves it. And the and McNair deserves it for mm. allowing him to do it. The oh, only- no love for I- Houston. I, I don't really like Bill O'Brien uh, after this whole Houston thing, but I did like what he did at Penn State. He did a great job with that program. That was a very tough position to be in. I think he did great with that, and I kind of felt like he deserved to go to the NFL after what he was doing. I think he made he left Penn State better than when he got there. Um, and in that circumstances, is pretty tough. So I I didn't have a problem with him going to the NFL. I think that was that was probably as high as the stock was going to get as far as far as college football. You know, you know, bringing a program up that's 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 you know that's when your stock's high, right? Like you came into this program that essentially just barely saved off the death penalty. You still had a great season with him. You had all these guys that knew they were not going to bowl games. Blah blah. Right. So he he did a great job with that. Um, I don't know if it was him or the the college that decided to do um, the names on the jerseys for those years because yeah, he wanted to make sure did. everybody, he wanted to make sure every one of those players, people knew that which players stuck around and he wanted their names on the last, on their Jersey. So fans would all know mm-hmm. who stayed. I thought that was a classy move. I thought I liked that. So um, I do want to give him credit for that. So I, I really didn't have a problem with it. I think he did a good job and I think he deserved to get an NFL job after that. Um, that all being said, I think this off season was atrocious for him. Um, I'm not going to lie. I love getting Hopkins as a Cardinals fan. We fleeced him. Um, and we got out of David Johnson's contract. I mean, that's like, that was like two, two wins right there. Um, I mean, honestly, I can tell you Cardinals fans were like, Oh, we got Hopkins. Oh my gosh. And he also, they also took David Johnson's contract from us. So, um, you know, I don't know what was going on in the locker room with that, but again, I think you're right. Ernest, you cannot be a GM and a coach. It just, you can't have that dynamic. You cannot just be, the, the guy that does both. I don't think, I, I can't think of a scenario where that's actually worked in modern times. I'm sure in the past it has, but um, 
Yeah, so I and so Houston right now they can go get any GM they want. Like Romeo Cornell's prob is not going to be the coach next year, right? Like he's already right. had the intern. He's had all these, you know. So this is just more of like this is him auditioning for uh, offensive coordinator, Hello, defensive coordinator. Lincoln Riley. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that works out real well. He's one and two right now. <laughs> First time that Oklahoma has not been in the top twenty-five since nineteen sixty. And the resume is not looking too well. He's he's right out of quarterbacks is what's happened. The quarterback for Oklahoma, the Spencer Rattler, he was on that QB one under the lights. I don't know if you guys have seen that on Netflix, like two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, he was so he's from Arizona. He went to Pinnacle High School in Arizona, which was about eh, thirty five minutes from where my house was in uh, in Scottsdale. So anyway, they they follow three uh, highly ranked high school kids in their senior year. And anyway, so that's where Spencer Rattler came up. They had backup, ended up Spencer Rattler. Something happened with him. I don't know if it was academic or something. He just got, he wasn't allowed to play football the last three or four games or something. The backup quarterback um, was pretty decent. And he actually went to, got a scholarship offer to Michigan. Um, I don't know if it was based on that or whatever, but he got a scholarship. And then he found that, they found out he had a heart issue. Jim Harbaugh, as much as I give Michigan grief, this, this was a class move by Jim Harbaugh. He honored the kids. Um, scholarship even though he wasn't allowed to play because he had a heart condition but jim harbaugh had already given him a scholarship to be a quarterback and um when he had the heart condition he couldn't he couldn't obviously play anymore and harbaugh said you know you're still gonna be part of the program obviously you're just not you just can't play so that was cool again going back to another college football coach making a classy move so um paul knows i don't like to give michigan credit but that was yeah yeah yeah, nice. yeah. so I both of you that, guys that, say that, that, was least that, that leads to another question though Who's, 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 who's Houston going to take? And the first name you're going to hear trotted out is Jim Harbaugh. For head coach? Yeah. For GM. The head coach. Well, I think the GM's got to come in. The GM's going to pick who the head coach is going to be, right? I think right. you're right, but you got to figure out who your GM is first. I don't think you go backwards. I can't think – you can't get a coach and then get a GM. It just doesn't work the G, because the GM's always going to get the rug taken out of them. Right. Um, you got to go GM. GM. GM comes in. He makes the hire. Then you move on. So I well, think that's not going to be the sexy name. We're all waiting to hear who the coach is. That's the yeah. sexy name we're going to listen for. And Harbaugh's, unfortunately, Paul, this is just a natural thing with his experience with the 49ers. He's going to be at the top list in the rumor list. Every year, buddy. Every year. Uh, and, I, I want to do a shocking. Harbaugh's not doing that great at Michigan. It, it's not like he's not recruiting well. He's getting a lot of good recruits. It's just happening for him. I don't think it's that Harbaugh is a bad coach. It just it just doesn't seem like it's working very well. I think his expectations are high, but he just can't get it done. Really, I don't understand what it is. I mean, I, I know Michigan. Go ahead, loves Nate. Him. I'll edit Harbaugh. this out later. Go ahead, just All right. run him what down. Do you, what do you okay. think Michigan like, again? Well, I just well, think he well, needs to go just, back to the NFL. I think that's I, I, I he's think he stays in Michigan. I don't think until until they beat Ohio State at least once. He's at Michigan by his mm-hmm. choice. By his choice. How about Urban Meyer? He can't wait for the SC job forever. He doesn't want an NFL job, though, right? Yeah, who has he ever said that? I think I he's mean, said his that. ego. Ego's got to be. got to be. No, I think somewhere. he likes the college because he can kind of do. So some he's waiting for SC scenes and get some uh, recruits. He's, that he likes, he's so. just waiting for SC. I would. My advice to Houston is get someone young. Don't get a retread. Don't make the mistake that the Cowboys have done. Lane Kiffin's probably available after a year at Mississippi <sighs> State. <laughs> and he did so well with the Raiders. Hey, you know I, what? Again, that retreads. I, I, it, there's only two guys who in the NFL have been successful 
couple of coaches that were fired, and that was Belichick, and that was Pete Carroll. Other than that, you're getting someone else's mistake. Get someone you, I'll tell you what, young recruit. If the Cardinals win the Super Bowl this year, then anybody that's had a cup of coffee with Kingsbury is going to be on every coach's hired list, just like yeah. Sean McVay, right? When big they, 12. Any big Big 12 coach will get a job. Um, All right, moving know, like, on. You know who would be a good good one? I don't know if this would work for Houston because I don't think they're ready, but Mike Leach wouldn't be a bad <laughs> NFL coach. I, I would like that higher. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but see how long they last in the top 25. One week and they're gone. He just doesn't win consistently. All right, moving on, moving on. All right, Ernest, what is more surprising, 1-3 Dallas or 4-0 and o Packers? Uh, I'd say the Cowboys. Because they're the top scoring team in the conf- in the league. They're the highest scoring team. I, I mean, I, I say that, but when defense I saw some of the pickups they had on defense. Though. Yeah, you know, it's it, they, when they picked up Poe from the Panthers, and I saw him just let guys run up the middle all last year, and I thought, man, you just don't – he's done. He's over with. They've lost two of their starting linebackers. The, they don't have a safety – I mean, their defense is just a mess. And, and, you know, Mike Nolan, who's a defensive coordinator, you know his neck's getting a little tight in that respect because Jerry Jerry doesn't expect this type of thing. Now, they could hit 500 and win that division because they pretty much did that yeah. almost last mm-hmm. year. Right. Because there's no the one else Giants in that stink, division. The Eagles stink. The Washington National almost Club did stink. It. You almost did it. You almost did it. I heard that R. Well, Wa- Washington. All right, okay, almost full off. Uh, I, again, I've got to go with the the, the Cowboys. That's because sub- this talent team. That's the best offense in the league. Dak is, you know, Dak is pulling up some money because somebody's going to pay. Probably going to be the Cowboys, but he's making money. I mean, look at those wide receivers. Look at the tight ends. Probably one of the best three running backs in the league. Uh, they don't have to sweat. And the Packers, I'm kind of surprised the Vikings, but they lost so much on defense. But the Packers haven't played a whole lot of good teams so far. What do you think, Nate? What's a bigger surprise? Well, first thing I got to say is I, Ernest got two questions back to back. I'm barely going to get words in. Oh, here. sorry, sorry. Oh, no way, man. I timed <laughs> you. You got time in even to knock Harbaugh on your last answer. So you got about seven minutes. I, I ripped there. Harbaugh and I also uh, gave him. So I, yeah. I gave him two, but yeah. um, I think I'm more surprised by the four no Packers. I thought I really didn't think much of the Packers when I was drafting my fantasy team. It was more like, yeah, who do I really like on that? I, I expected them at best right now to be two and two, um, regardless of their schedule. I just, I kind of expected that they kind of always start a little bit slow. So I'm kind of, a, I think that's, I'm more surprised about um, Dallas. Again, they always seem to be that eight and eight team somehow get into the playoffs Um don't really do much. So I, they're not a surprise to me anymore. I think if Dallas is 4 0, I'd be like, eh, not that surprised. They're 0 4. Not that surprised. So uh, to me, I, don't know, I think the Packers, um, especially because they had the injury, they lost, um, was it Adams for a little bit? I don't know if he just came back last week, like Lazard, who their number two wide yeah, receiver is. Yeah. And I think they threw, what, three touchdowns to their tight end last night. Um, so it's, I, I'm kind of impressed by that. So Rodgers is playing pretty well i mean so is mccarthy yeah. on the hot seat nate i mean he's an offensive coach looks like they really needed a defensive head coach is mccarthy on the hot seat if they go zero and six 
Uh, I mean, I think one and six, at the end of the year. Me. I think he'd make it the year, and then unless they go zero and ten or something, then they yeah, obviously. But um, you know, they, they'll, they'll win a couple games. I mean, they got to play the Redskins. They got to play um, the Eagles. They're they'll, they'll they'll win a couple there. I mean, they're not going to lose anything. But I, I think if if they go like two and fourteen or whatever, I'd if they only get a couple wins, I think McCarthy could be fired at the end of the year. But again, they got to make sure they they got somebody waiting in the wings that they think is better. Is that? I don't really know. We're talking about all the retreads Ernest was about who's out there that you pick that if you're not pulling them from college ranks. And I don't know if I don't know if Jerry Jones would like to pull somebody from college. He did that with uh, what's his name, Jimmy After Johnson, with Sir Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, so that worked out well, but I don't think he's done it since. Right? Is that? Do you know Ernest? Has he pulled? No, the, no. Was it, was it Jason Garrett? After Jason Garrett, Garrett was an offensive coordinator. He'd really like to have New Orleans coach because he used to be the offensive coordinator there. Uh, that's who he really wants. He's he's made offers there, but he's not going to leave. Not as long After as Bruce. Jimmy Johnson, who's been their coaches. Very Spitzer. Uh, Parcells, Switzer. Um, let me see the special teams coach whose name escapes me. Uh, I mean, it's been all pro coaches, pretty much. Yeah, and 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 Switzer. Where I mean, they won a Super Bowl with Switzer. I mean, it was what Jimmy Johnson has set up. But you got to give credit. You won a Super Bowl, you do get credit for that. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Nolan gets fired and they their defensive back coach has been up for a couple of head coach positions. He'd probably become the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But and, and injuries play a lot into it. Again, you know, they're not an elite team. They're going to be a playoff team. If they were in the NFC East, I'd be worried. I'd be sweating. But uh, no, they're going to be all right. All right, Nate, it's your turn to answer first, man. All right, he's excited. He is so <laughs> pumped up about this. Who's better? No, I'm just Who's better? Three and O Steelers, three and O Bills, or three and O Titans? Well, I'm going to be almost kind of a homer pick on this because I used to love the Bills. Still do. I mean, the Cardinals are my number one team now, but I'm, uh, I've always been a Bills fan growing up. So I'm going to say the Bills. It's great to see him three and O. Great to see him undefeated. Josh Allen is he's making some plays on the, uh, you know on the run. I, I've liked watching him. I kind of wish Moss would get a little bit more involved. Uh, he's the backup running back. Singletary has kind of taken a lot, but I, Moss has been out a couple times. Uh, uh, but them, I don't have a. I think the Steelers have been doing great because Ben Roethlisberger's looked a lot better from his injury, which is good for him. I'm glad to see him playing well. Um, so, I mean, I, I, if I had to pick two, I, I'm not sold on the Titans yet. Nothing. There's anything against them. Just not sold on them yet. Um, I'd say Buffalo, but I think the Steelers are right there. Like you throw one injury at the Bills, then it. I think the Steelers kind of move ahead of them right now. So Mike Tomlin's a great coach out there too. He's done a great job since uh, Bill Cowers left. Um, he's got to be one of the longest tenured coaches in the league right now, right, Ernest? What do you think? Yeah, he is. He is, is the he, longest tenured. Is he coach. the longest, or is it Belichick? Uh, yeah, Belichick. I forgot. He hit Belichick, then him, then uh, Pete Carroll. Okay. All right. Pete Carroll's the oldest coach. Pete Carroll is 67 years old. Mm. Believe it or not. All right. What, what do you think? Who's the best? Uh, I would go with the AFC Championship finalist. Yes. Remember the Titans. I like what the Titans, they're a better team than last year. I like that they're a solid running team. I like their defense. They picked up one of the best defensive linemen from the Broncos. They're just a solid team that uh, have some depth and a great offensive line, great defensive backfield. I just think the Titans are a, 
a team that can make it back to the AFC Championship. But wait a yeah. second. You don't like Belichick disciples, and you have Vrabel down in Titans. Yeah. What about him? Yeah, Is he a novelty? He's a novelty. He's an exception to the rule. Hey, he's only got two years so far to mess up that team. That was set up a lot by the for- last coach. I'll have to say that. He's, he's reaping the benefits from the former coach who got there, especially setting up that offensive line. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got a question for y'all. All right? Name your okay. top, five, top five quarterbacks right now. We'll let Paul go first since we've gone back and forth. Top Mahomes five quarterbacks is right easy, now. number one. Eight. But based on what? Right now, the season. So like far, this percentage, season. The, uh, no, the, the first four games. First M- quarter Mahomes, of the season. Mahomes, Rodgers. Like, are we talking statistics? It's like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, touchdowns. What you think is best? Yards. What do you think is best? What you think is best? Your personal, your Nate list. Okay, go Paul ahead. List. Paul, Paul, Paul first. Paul, Paul first. list. He's got Mahomes. Rodgers. Uh, and you're not going to like this. Brady's in the top five. He's played phenomenal. Brady had a great game yesterday. His yeah. first game was not great, but he had five like yesterday, Sunday. you got to give Perfect. him time in a new system, how quickly boy, he's adjusted boy, to you, that. You, you're missing a big one, but go ahead. I've only done three. Wow. All those right, are rough. Okay. All right. Um, so those are three. Um, I may surprise you with my other two. Just because I think they've done really good. Russell Wilson's got to be number four in that. Um, and my last one, ah, gosh, I'm going to say Chad Allen. I think he's really turned the page. I think he is getting some maturity. I think he's an uh, up-and-coming player. So there's my five. All right, Nate, let's, since Paul has his obvious anti-Jackson bias, let's go to your top five. <laughs> I was going to say Lamar Jackson, um, Russell Wilson. Oh, this is order. One to five now. you got to put them in order. Uh, um, top, top one oh, to gosh. five. Who's the one? Well, I think I guess Mahomes is probably one. I think Wilson's two. Um, I'll say Aaron Rodgers three, Brady's f- – no, no, no. i got to get Lamar in there. Um, I'll say Lamar's three. Then Rogers, then I'll say Brady is five. Wow. Wow. Me and Nate's list is exactly the same. Great minds do think alike, nice. don't we? I think Wilson is, like I said, I don't think he's that far behind Mahomes right now. I don't no. think Jackson, until he can prove he can throw in a playoff game, should be in the top five. Well, he wow. could be in the top five going to week four. Not in my I'm, this year, I'm tough. We're talking this year. So until we get to the playoffs this year, then. You know, there's a big name missing from that list. 41-year-old quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you kind of a bummer, but slippage. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess that really brings out what Brady's able to pull off. I mean, it, it kind of makes a surprise. And again, this is the top four. Right now, Wilson MVP to me. Yeah. Even though Mahomes is a better play. Wilson, you, you look at the weapons that Mahone has. And you look at the weapons that Wilson has. The mid-cap Some of those throws on. Wilson has been making this year are just ridiculous. They are just pinpoint deep, perfect arch. Like just, I mean, he, I the, hate giving the Seahawks credit, but that is he is just imp- very impressive this year. I, I feel like he's been better this, this year in my mind because I guess maybe I just didn't pay that much attention to Seahawks games, but I would watch more this year. And I'm like, some of his throws are just amazing. They're just great, really, just great. He is the best. Best deep thrower, even better than Rogers right now at this point. I mean, to me, and, I, and again, he's one that I, I whiffed on because I saw him play for three years since he stayed. I saw him at Wisconsin, and, and he, logistically, he's probably close to five over five.
have not. And, and you know, the reason why he left NC State was the head coach at that time cut him from the squad because he couldn't just get back because he was playing minor league baseball in Asheville, North Carolina. And I was thinking, dude, you know, he might have a career in baseball. Don't, don't give a hard time. You didn't have anything better. And he's just improved himself so much. And does not have the physical tools that Mahone has. No. That matter Rogers has. I mean, it's, it's strange. We talk about, they, they get on this archetype of the classic NFL quarterback. It's going to be 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, and Mahone's is six feet. Rogers is 6'2". Wilson is 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, Breeze is under six feet. Brady's 6'3". These guys, like a Mitchell Trubisky, who comes out of central casting, really just don't perform. No. But they get hung up on this. That a guy's got to be able to throw 60 yards and be six foot six and be able to run a four or five forty. And and we keep on seeing these failures in the first round because of this. Sorry, taking too much of Nate's time. Paul, next subject. Nate, you got a rebuttal? No, he's about right. <laughs> what? Ernest is wait, right? Wait, wait, record that part. I want that part recorded <laughs> for the rest of the year. He's agreed with me. I've agreed with him, and he's Our agreed with me. Our quarterbacks are the same. Yeah, this is the same. Absence does not, make the heart grow fonder, doesn't it? This Nate? is not the This is not the odd couple. This is like the even couple. This is yes. weird. Well, he's come to my side. That's but we got baseball, Ernest, so let's see if we can uh, All right, okay. go our separate ways here. All right, baseball is playing. We're in bubble land out in the Great West. Um, Houston is good, but they are the new hated team. But are they more hated than the Yankees? And the Yankees are surprisingly good right now. So, Nate, if you had to choose which team's going further, do you think it's Houston or the Yankees? Uh, I'm optimistic in our other podcast that I said that Oakland would make it to the World Series. And right now, <laughs> I think Houston's up to zip on them. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I really don't want to see Houston in it. Um, I hope they lose. If they don't lose this round, they lose the next round. I, I think the Yankees will go further. I think the Yankees have the better team if they can stay healthy. Um, I, it's hard. But, I, you know, honestly, I think in that scenario, I'd pick the Yankees over the Houston. I don't like the Yankees. I think I have a lot more respect for the Yankees, even though I don't like them and I'm not rooting for them. Than I do. I have no respect for Houston after the nonsense they went went through. So, um, I, I, if in if those play in the uh, what is it, the ALCS, I'll, I'll pick pick the Yankees all all day. Mm. Ernest, your pick: Houston or Yankees? Astros or Yankees? You know, we look back before the season started, back in the winter of. 2019. You remember those Halicon days? The good old days you, back before. You go to the COVID. movies, you could go to a restaurant, you could walk outside, you could shake hands, you could hug people. But you remember the big controversy was Major League Baseball made Houston fire their manager and their GM, but the players, the actual ones that conspired to, to uh, inform each of what the next pitch was going to be, they got off scot-free. And wouldn't Major League Baseball like it more than anything else? Some more Scheidenfreude, if you want it. The the actual teams that got cheated out of World Series is in their mind. I don't necessarily agree. The Dodgers and the Yankees get a chance to settle it on the field themselves. It's called poetic justice. But I still think it's going to be Yankees and Dodgers. Even though I have a team in the running, my Braves just don't have the starting pitching. 
And they don't have to, they're a team that has to hit three run home runs. They're the old Baltimore Orioles of the 70s. They really don't know how to play small ball. And that, that troubles me. And, and Miami has a lot of young talent. So that worries me to an extent. But I think it's going to be Dodgers and Yankees. And this may be, 2020 has told us nothing else. It's the world is coming to an end. And that means the Dodgers will win the World Series. <laughs> well, wow. you know, it's funny that what is it? The weird, the weird statistic that Miami Marlins have never lost a playoff series. Right. Yeah, that's correct. Every the two years they've been in the playoffs, they have won the World Series. So and, and Don Mattingly gets a lot of credit because, you know, remember, they were sequestered for eight days, couldn't play. And they had a 23 day road streak after they came out from the, the positive test for COVID-19. This is the team that lost 104, five games last year. Okay. So Mattingly, you know, you know, people are going to give credit to Jeter, unfortunately, because he is a god to people. Unfortunately, bigger name, yeah, a bigger name. But Don Mattingly's done a great job managing this team, and, and he's held it together, and he's taken now. You take outside of that young pitching and, and the young catchers they have, the rest of the team is a lot of old guys who've been rejected by other teams. Dickerson in left field was with the Rays and the Pirates. Uh, Marte for got hurt. Uh, was with the Diamondbacks and, and the uh, Pirates. Uh, Cooper's been bounced around. I mean, Anderson at third is really the only guy they brought up through the system. So they're a team that's then, you know, a lot of rejects. So he's done a good Are they league. like the major league? Yeah, major kind of, league. except they don't have a female owner. They have Jeter's owner giving his eh. gift baskets to his girlfriends. But, uh, again, you know, even though they're playing my Braves, it's, it's a great story. You don't hear that much. Baseball does a horrible job of marketing the game. They really, truly do. Because the Marlins are a story that they could be America's team. Uh, the Braves used to be America's team when they were on all the network channels. Uh, Houston, I mean, it, you like the classic, the old uh, Oakland Raiders, the, you know, the old Detroit Pistons, the team everybody hates. And this will be, but you don't hear this. This is not on the national uh, viewpoint. You, you don't. They don't market baseball because they still think it's 1960 and they still have columnists in newspapers. And that's why the average viewership for these games is in the 50s. Well, I really hope the Padres could win over the Dodgers in that series. I mean, I know it's like ended up being like a division matchup, but um, gosh, that'd be great to see. I just love to see the Padres. I mean, like a couple years ago, they were just, they were the bottom of the heap in the NL West. And, um, you know, I don't really know what I expected from them this year, but I didn't expect them to be as well as they've been playing. So I'd love to see them beat the Dodgers. I'd like to see the Dodgers. I don't like to see the Dodgers in it anymore. Um, I guess if I had to pick the two teams, I'm like, I don't want to see. Except for this year, again, with the Houston thing. I, I would The World Series, I would not want to watch as Houston, or, um, the Yankees and the Dodgers. I'm just be like, yeah, I don't really care. I don't want to watch. You know, I'd watch it for the games, but I wouldn't want to see who, who won. I wouldn't care. Um, so I'd love to see the Padres win. Plus my, my mom was out in San Diego, so that'd be kind of cool. And I grew up going to Padres games, Tony, Gwynn, getting to see games, with Tony Gwynn, uh, Fred McGriff, uh, Steve Finley out in center field. Um, so, you know, got a small place in my heart for the, for the Padres. I'd like to see them get there. Um, you know, be kind of cool. I don't know if they can beat the Dodgers. I hope they can. They got some talent, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Quick we'll quiz. See. Quick quiz. Who's the manager of the Padres? Both of you. Bruce Bochy, but I want to say Bud Black, <laughs> but that's not right. No. Jace Tingler, mm. rookie manager, and he's done a good job as a rookie manager. First time they've been in the playoffs since two thousand and two, eighteen years. 
Wow, long time. Tatis and uh, Manny Machado is that's a good solid base. Is a there's a T-shirt four hitter. There's a T-shirt. It's called instead of San Diego, it's called Slam Diego. Yeah. has all their big hitters. They've got a. They're probably gonna have the Rookie of the Year, Ching Chensworth, who's the second baseman. They're a solid one to nine team, and they got hitters uh, all over the field. And again, they're a young team that you hope they can keep them together there. But they're they're an up and coming team, kind of like the Padres are in that extent. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get to our last segment now as we're starting to wind down time, and I'm gonna give Nate a big fat juicy bone to chew on here. Nate, college football is back, and your beloved Notre Dame is doing pretty good. So do you have a prediction for Notre Dame this year, and what's your other team that you enjoy watching on TV besides Notre Dame? Well, Notre Dame, I think they're going to probably lose to Clemson. Um, I think that's just going to be a tough game overall because they're playing the ACC slate. I think outside of that, they could win every other game they're playing. Uh, but I I'm real, I have realistic expectations. Um that we're not we're not going to beat Clemson. That's just going to be a tough game. As far as other teams to watch, believe it or not, I do like to watch Michigan when they're when they're playing. Um, I do like the Big House. Uh, obviously, my wife's from Michigan. I have a lot of family, so I'm basically essentially a Michigan fan by marriage. What have you watched so um, far? Have you watched any of the? Of the- um, I've watched a few games. I because I just like I want to watch college football. I've watched. I think I watched an SEC game. I watched. I think I watched the Texas game they lost. Um, what did I watch last weekend? I'm really excited for the Pac-12 to get started, though. I, I want to watch some Pac-12. I do miss that. Um, Conference-wise, yeah, I think that's kind of been it. I mean, like Notre Dame's been good, but they've they've been off a couple weeks. They had the COVID case, so then they and they had a bye week already scheduled anyway. So they'll be back at it this Saturday. Um, gosh, I just yeah, any team with a ranked team, I'll, I'll watch. But, yeah, I'm kind of more excited for Big Ten, Pac-12 to get started. That'll be fun to watch when those, are, those guys get going. Except for Ohio State. I hate those guys. I don't want to watch Ohio State. <laughs> Unless I know they're about to lose, then I'll watch the last three minutes. Yes. <laughs> Ernest, the best football game, college football game you've seen so far this year? Oh, wow. I've seen some pretty good games. Uh, I really thought Georgia-Auburn would be closer than it was. That was kind of a surprise. The Texas... Uh, TCU game was very, very good. Uh, and Texas had just, you know, they barely had come back in overtime to beat Texas Tech the week before. So that's probably been the best game now, going back and forth. I'm trying to remember. That was the best game. Uh, right now, I'll tell you a team that is really my dark horse candidate, and that's Florida. I'm really impressed with Florida defensively and the wide receivers. They got probably the best tight end right now in football. I did like the uh, Kansas State Oklahoma game. That was very entertaining, also. So the two Oklahoma losses, I watched both of those. Those were pretty good. Alabama and Clemson haven't had too many problems when you're talking about the elite teams so far. Georgia has a quarterback problem. They're waiting for JT McDaniels transferring USC right now. They've got a walk-on. Uh, the, the, the her quarterback, they look a little shaky. I don't think Georgia's as good as we thought they were. I think Florida's a lot better. Alabama hasn't really played anybody. Texas is a joke. Tom Herman, probably this is his last year because Texas is looking for somebody. I mean, if you can't dominate a conference where there's only one other elite team, that being Oklahoma, 
uh, that's the game this not, weekend, yeah. right? Isn't it the River Shootout? Yeah, the Red River Shootout, and it's a, a one and two team against a two and one team that should have been should have lost to Texas Tech. I mean, it's it's again. This used to be when there was only one game on uh, on Saturday. That was one of the games national. You look forward to every year. Now there's, there's just no zing to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. You know, the old Oklahoma-Nebraska game. Nebraska's the same way. It's the traditional powers. Uh, this weekend, probably the more interest is is going to be the uh, Notre Dame-Florida State uh, rematch going back to what was 93? Was that the year that mm-hmm. Florida beat, got beat by Notre Dame at Notre Dame? And then next week, Notre Dame lost D.C. and Florida State with Charlie Ward won the national championship that year. Yeah, yeah Notre there. Dame yeah. State. Beat Notre Dame that year, and then the next yeah, week. yeah. So uh, that that'll be an interesting. I don't think Florida State's back to where they're at. Their coach is still recovering from COVID. He was the former Memphis coach, but as as the as the as the big you know as the the Pac twelve and the Big Ten come back, we'll, we'll see it generally. But it's it's so integrated with conference only seasons. We're really not going to know who nationally is the best. Uh, Oklahoma's a real surprise to be as bad as they are. It's mm-hmm. defensively more than anything else. Yeah, that's. If I was going to say a big surprise college football so far, be that Florida's better than I thought they were, and Oklahoma's worse than I thought they were. Who was the game that LSU lost to? Who did they lose to that was an upset? They lost to Mississippi State. That was a good one. Then, but then Mississippi State comes back and loses to Arkansas. To Arkansas, which was like, which, oh man. Barely lost to Georgia. Arkansas is not that good. That's that's the one about Le- Leach wins right, games he shouldn't win, and he loses games he, should he shouldn't lose. And and that's, I mean, between him and Kiffin, uh, football in in Mississippi is going to be a little more interested. And with Dion down at Jackson State, mm-hmm. uh, Dion Sanders, new coach there, they're not going to play until springtime. Uh, I mean, it, it's fascinating, but you know, there's there's the big dogs. And again, Texas A&M every year. Oh, Texas A&M! Everybody thought because they were on probation, they would show up against Alabama. Unless they've got Johnny Manziel playing quarterback, they can't hang with Alabama. And that's just simply it. Yep. All right, we're down to our last two minutes, and so giving Nate a little extra time to figure out what he wants to say, I'll go to Ernest. Ernest, your last two minutes. Thank you, sir. All right. All hail the Tampa Bay Lightning, who won the Stanley <laughs> Cup. Since I'm Here not going to be able, since I'm not going to be able to talk about hockey, I don't. I mean, we're even looking at starting season back till January. But uh, uh, even though I wavered in the last podcast and said I thought the Stars would beat him, even though I'd picked the Lightning all year long, uh, it was a great series. Victor Hedman got the uh, MVP award. Did a great job of defenseman. It really could have gone to Braden Point who kind of did was a two-way center for them in respect. They did this with Steven Stamkos, who's their best player, playing all of three minutes. But Vasek Kilhoff, the uh, goalie, did a real j- good job. Uh, there was an older team, both teams. Them and the Stars had a lot of players over the age of 30. So free agency will come in. Uh, I don't see a repeat in any respect, particularly in hockey. It's hard to repeat. But uh, all hail the Lightning. Uh, again, that traditional hockey hotbed of Tampa St. Pete. Uh, always, and again, they have a great youth program down there. They have really accepted hockey. And credit to this franchise goes to Phil Esposito, who 
bought part of the franchise when they first came in. I think in 92 is when the franchise first played in a barn. Pretty much it was the barn that they used for livestock for the Florida State Fair, about 15 miles east of Tampa. So the little franchise that stuck with it. And, and, and again, all hail the lightning. Congratulations. Now I can't talk hockey until 2021, unfortunately. <laughs> well, they are drafting tonight. So maybe the next one you can, Ernest. And with the lightning, all I have to say is strike while you're hot. Okay, Nate, you're up next for your last two minutes. Uh, I was gonna say- he had that one in his gun for a long time, Nate. Yeah, um, I was going to say, uh, we, we haven't really talked too much about it, obviously, but um, I think a lot of guys, I think it's picked up in popularity as golf this year. Um, obviously, it's one of the sports everybody can get out and play somewhat safely uh, with, every, with COVID. So I think you've definitely seen a lot more people on the course, definitely hard to get a tee time. Um, it's definitely been my best year for golf. Uh, got a ton of rounds in this year and this summer, um, playing with some good guys. Um, ended up caddying for an amateur uh, in the amateur championship, which was kind of cool. That's the first for me. Um, got my first new driver just about a couple weeks ago. I've never bought a brand new driver. I've always had used ones I have bought and got my first brand new driver. Um, so a lot of firsts for me in, in golf this year, but a lot of fun um, getting out there. I think it was kind of just rediscovering the sport was was kind of what it is with COVID. I think it kind of forced a lot of people to find other sports. And I think they, the, the love came back for golf. So I think you're going to see a little bit more popularity in golf, um, going forward. We'll see. And then also I just wanted to give a shout out for all the, the, I know a lot of youth sports are starting. So I just want to give a shout out to all those people that are out there volunteering, coaching. Um, I know it's a tough job this year, but, uh, you know, it, thanks. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for, you know, making, doing what you can to get those kids out there to, to play some sports. I know it's a tough with every, all the COVID rules and staying safe, but uh, I, if even if they don't say it, I, I know those kids appreciate it. So anyway, that's, that's it for me, Paul. I totally agree, Nate. You know, sports, you get the love when you're a kid and adults who can coach make all the difference. And sports bring out the kids and the three of us, as you can tell. So thanks for listening to Pardon the Confusion. We hope that you enjoy it. If you have any questions or comments, send me an email at gobluearnold at gmail.com. You can listen to us on sportscountry.net Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5 p.m. Send in a comment. Let Gene Gums know that you're a listener. Have a great night.